Hi everybody, welcome to the Reading Radio Podcast. I am Jason. And I'm Alora. We have a bit of a change in plans this month. Um, with with COVID-19 and everything else happening, uh, we just, we're behind. We're behind on reading. But what we did do is watch The Outsiders movie, the complete novel, released by Francis Ford Coppola in 2005. So we thought we would do a book versus movie review. Yes. And then halfway through the month, we're going to release The Asgardian Exchange because we're just behind in reading at the moment. But it is starting to get really good. It's just neither one of us are good at reading ebooks, apparently. <laughs> is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. It's easy to get distracted on a phone. Yeah, we don't have like a straight Kindle, so it's all phone reading. Yeah. Overall, what was your impression of the movie? It's an older one, so... I thought it was pretty good. I was dreading most of the parts, though, because I knew it was going to happen already. So I was like squeezing my pillow. And so it didn't bother you that it was like an 80s movie, just in tone or anything like that? So what we didn't know going into it was that we, let me say that again. What we didn't necessarily know going into it was some of the scenes had been removed and then put back in. And I think you could tell. Um, In fact, the story goes, Francis Ford Coppola, the director's granddaughter, was reading the book with with school, for school. And we're going to watch the movie. And he was so embarrassed by things that they had cut because for years fans had been writing him letters that they had left out the most important scenes. And he had filmed them. But the studio came along and said, no, we want we want a 90 minute movie. And mm-hmm. so they cut out really important stuff and he put it back in. And you could see some of the cuts just looked really bad. Yeah. If the movie was made now, there'd be no problem. The Avengers movies are like three hours. Yeah, right. Then this, they might have let this one go that long. But do you think they cast everybody well? I think so. Who do you think was the best casting? Um, probably Ponyboy. Yeah, see Thomas yeah. Al. He did a good job. Very contemplative. I thought uh, Ralph Macchio as Johnny Cade was really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, although, although there's a six-year difference between the two of them, you'd have never known it. Unless no. You, unless you knew it. Ralph Macchio has that super baby face. He was like 20 <laughs> years old when the movie was filmed. He looked like he was 12. If that. If that. So yeah, I guess one of the scenes that they'd cut early on was the, the opening jump scene where the socials come by and they jump Pony Boy as he's walking home for the movie, which sets the tone for the whole movie. Yeah, I'm going to say that's kind of a necessary scene. Yeah. Especially because like it sets the apart the fact that there is a big difference between the two groups. Right, and that they're enemies. and They don't like each other. And they fight. Yeah, there's a lot of things there that were really important. So it's interesting if like, if you would just go to see the movie and that wasn't there. Kind of be an odd throw-in. Well, even with it. So Zoe had never seen or never read the book. She was kind of lost. Yeah. Um, we had, I felt had to, to me, pause and explain it to her. Yeah, it felt to me like this movie was made for people who had read the book. But if you hadn't read the book, I don't know that you would enjoy it. If you haven't read the book, but you've watched the movie, leave a message on reading-radio.com and tell us uh, how it hit you. It would be kind of interesting to find out from some other folks. It would be. Or maybe Zoe was just didn't want to see it at all, so she wasn't paying attention. I Well, I didn't... They, there's so much in the novel, and we always say this, where you can get into the characters because... Because you have time, too. You're spending time. You get internal dialogue. You get all of Ponyboy's discussion about why 2-Bit got his name and how this guy plays, you know, works with that guy and why 
why Johnny's able to stand up to Dally of all people, and Dally's supposed to be the the hardened thug criminal, and and no one else able is able to do that stuff. Exactly, and you just can't develop that in a movie without literally having a narrator in the movie explain it all to you, which so defeats. It'd be the, like a Christmas story. Would have to be worse because it would be so much more conversation. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. It definitely wasn't the worst book to mo- um book to movie adaptation I've seen. I don't think it was the best though either. Oh man, maybe it's because I like the book so much that this really ranks up there as the worst conversions for me. I don't know. I really enjoyed this book, so the see- books the book was amazing. Yeah, so seeing like I don't know that any movie could have compared. Yeah, I don't think so either. Unless they made it like a twenty four hour movie and did the step by step. But then we wouldn't have watched it because we don't have that time. Well, it did eventually make a TV show out of it. Wait, really? Or uh, it was like a follow, like afterward kind of thing. What happened to them afterwards? I don't think it lasted very long. I don't think I'd want to see that though. Yeah. I don't want to know what happens afterwards. They all live mostly happily ever after. I don't think that's the case. But they're mostly happily ever after and I can imagine whatever good ending I want. So you don't want to know what S.E. Hinton said happened to Soda Pop? Not particularly, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me anyway. So Rob Lowe, the actor who played Soda Pop, who's very famous now, but that was his first role ever, um, asked on on set what happens to Soda Pop. And apparently he gets drafted to Vietnam four years after the book, or four or five years after the book, and dies in Vietnam. So we don't know that we necessarily know the outcome of any of the other. Yeah, you can make that face all day long. It's reality. <laughs> I know everyone right now is thinking their senior senior year is the worst, but 69 and 70, or 68, 69 and 70, you graduated, you got a draft card, you went overseas, you maybe not come back. A little bit different situation. It was also interesting to see, although you, I don't know if you recognized him as much, Tom Cruise. This is one of his early roles, uh, right before his big breakout role in a movie called Risky Business. He was in it, and his teeth looked all weird, like it's before he got famous enough to have perfect teeth. Mm-hmm. And, he was doing like these crazy backflips and stuff. Like he's a gymnast playing um, Steve Randall, who I don't even remember from the book really, really well. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he was you know as big of a character. But some really interesting stuff there. It is interesting. I don't know many of the actors for whatever in that movie when they were in that time or now. Well, right, even if you did know them now, some it'd be hard to recognize. Them. So <laughs> yeah, you, we, you haven't watched the Karate Kid yet, the original, right? Nope. So Johnny Cade is the Karate Kid. He's the main character for that movie. Mm. Interesting. So there's a lot of interesting things happening on the set from from what I've read uh, as the movie was being made. What Francis Ford Coppola is kind of known for being a little bit eccentric, a little into the method acting where he wants it to be reality, he wants you to live the character. So that anyone playing a Soch got like leather-bound scripts and they lived in a fancy hotel, whereas all the guys playing the greasers were Slept like, on the bottom floor of the hotel. Yeah, and like paperback scripts. And he was actually trying to create some tension between them, which worked. I'm going to guess so. Apparently, Dally and uh, Matt Dillon's his name, and then the uh, Cherry Vance, played by Diane Lane, if I'm not mistaken, yes. um, they didn't talk for for years after the movie because the, one of the first things they filmed was him being a jerk to her, and it just had put this tension between them for the rest of the show. It's, that would yeah, that would be an awkward scene to shoot, I feel like. With a stranger, right? Uh-huh. You, you could feel comfortable doing that with somebody you might have known, but said I don't know why they chose to film that first. It seems like it would be something you'd save towards the end. Maybe. Um, if you look in a lot of scenes, too, you can see uh, 
the kid's breath, even though they're like dressed like it's summertime. It's actually it's cold. Yeah, 34 degrees. Yeah, they're freezing out there, especially during the fight scene when they've got like the, the rain. rain going. It's some of it was fake rain, too. It was fake rain. Well, the first night they said it fil- it rained, and then the next night they had to add rain because it didn't rain naturally. So some of the scenes you might see real rain, some you might see fake rain. Interesting. What the, what scene in the movie do you think they captured best? Oh, I don't know. I think the end scene with um the last scene in the movie with Soda Pop, Dally, no Dairy, and Pony Boy sitting in the park. Oh, when they. Really yeah. don't fight anymore yeah like kind of yeah that was good it, it, i think it captured really the essence of what they're looking for i wanted the scenes with the boys of the church were, were really young actor awkward um <laughs> probably what captured the most might have been dally's death that was terrible it was but i think it captured the insanity although the book never shows the robbery he just calls them because it's written from Pony Boy's point of view. Yeah. And that led it much more to being suicide by police than the movie did. I see what we're going. I agree with that. Yeah, so I don't know if... I mean, Essie Hinton was involved in every fil- every piece of filming, so she had to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> her point got across. I don't, I don't like... Well, I don't like that the scene where Johnny dies in general, but it's just not the way I pictured it at all. Where Johnny dies? Yes. Yeah, it was it was nice and slow, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the the anger and frustration at her, at Johnny's mother was captured really well. Yes. Um, especially with two bit turning almost around a bit and, better than it was in the books. Yeah, because the boys actually yelled a little bit more. I felt like mm-hmm. they inter like the other boys interacted with her. Yeah. But then the whole tension between Johnny and his parents wasn't set up in the beginning. So I guess there is a scene that did not get restored where they introduced Johnny with him coming out of the house and his mom chasing him with a broom. Mm. And like and Two-Bit stepping up to rescue him, which explains the tension between Two-Bit and his mother later. Yeah. but Because it, there was no explanation except for the fact that his parents were fighting, I guess. Right. And well, they, they kind of said, what Ponyboy said, your parents don't even care about you, but it was like a throwaway line. They made him apologize Just like they'll be it. in an in- argument, you say things you don't mean. Right. And they and they made him apologize, but they didn't make a big deal about it. And di- he didn't say in the narration, and I was I was right, but I shouldn't have said it, or yeah. something like that to let you know that it was true. But th- it was, a, overall, it was a pretty good movie. I think you're definitely right on the fact that um read the book. It might be a bit confusing, but it wasn't terrible. No, and for the time period. I mean, 80s movies, as a rule, don't age well. There's a certain look and feel to them. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. I'd love to see it remade now. That would be good. Who would you Who would you cast as Pony Boy? If you're going to remake it now, I have no idea. I I can see the. Well, he's probably old, too old now. I can, I can see his face, but I don't know his name. The kid who played Peter Pan in Once Upon a Time. Mm. He has a baby face, so he might still look young enough, but I'm not sure. But most of the people would. You don't know his name, do you? No, I can't look it up, but. Most of the kids that would be old enough to play the part probably aren't famous enough to know their names. Quite yeah. Well. Unless they're like a Disney Channel actor or something. Right. Or, yeah, somebody who's in something else. Uh, um, Zendaya? Is that how you say? Zendaya. Zendaya. She would make a great Cherry Vance. Oh, she would. Yeah. yeah except, except they say something about her red hair, but maybe she has that. Maybe she has her hair dyed red, and that's why they call her mm-hmm. Cherry. I don't know. 
But yeah, she would do a good job at that. I, I don't know they... if she looks young enough. I guess she does. I can. You're talking about who played um, the gymnast in Greatest Showman, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she plays the spy. Casey. Casey Undercover, that's it. And Mary Jane in Spider-Man. See, I know, I know her roles. <laughs> maybe just... to- maybe <laughs> Spider-Man would be a good one for... Tom Holland? Yeah, because he looks young enough to play one of the characters. I don't know who I put him as. Maybe Johnny? Maybe, yeah. I'd have to see his greaser look. Because <laughs> yeah. I'd have to dye his hair. And his hair's pretty light to begin with. He or nah. make it have to be a bit longer too, but it wouldn't be terrible. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't look old enough to be a soch, but a soch with a British accent would, would be, be awesome. I think that would work out really well. <laughs> yeah. Who else? Let me think. This is fun. Recasting. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who are some of the younger stars out today, like that aren't Disney. Jennifer Lawrence might make a good cherry. Yeah, that's a bad thing. There's not enough. Uh, female roles in this and mm-hmm. they would probably try to add a bunch yeah that would be the problem maybe they do what they did with ghostbusters and switch it and make them all female instead <laughs> female greasers <laughs> that would be hilarious i feel like that would turn it into a comedy almost yeah it'd be probably too much or it remind people too much of the movie grease which you probably you haven't seen mm-hmm. it's a musical uh, musical movie but they have the pink ladies they were the greaser gang basically um yeah, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be interesting, and it's about that time. It's been 1983? Is that when it was done? Mm-hmm. So it's about time they could do a reboot, and it'd be, be respectable. I wonder if somebody owns the rights to the movie now. And just holding on to yeah. them. Or just hasn't been able to get the funding to do it. Especially now, they can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, especially right now. Any other thoughts? I don't think so. Apparently there's a lot of injuries on the during the brawl scene. <laughs> Tony, uh, po- Tony Boy. So I meant to see Thomas Howell and, po- and Pony Boy together. Pony Boy got socked in the jaw like one of the first shots and got knocked out. Tom Cruise got a black eye and had to have dental work done the next day. There's still a, a dentist office in Tulsa, Oklahoma with his picture on the wall. I keep that picture up too. Yeah, now. I mean, he didn't know at the time, but now he's huge. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he ever goes back to get things checked up. That would be interesting. Yeah. All right, I got nothing else. I got nothing else either. Overall, it's a pretty good movie. Sorry about the delay in the Asgardian exchange. Uh, we're also looking to get an interview with the author. And so if you're listening, I apologize for delaying on YouTube. We want to get through this book and give it its just due. And it's it's just been a, a rough month. So this, is our, this will be our last episode of the season when we do get it done. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll be reading for the summer. And taking your advice on what books you'd want us to read. So go ahead and drop us a line in the, in the pinned post of the Reading Radio Book Club Facebook group. And uh, we've got a poll there. You can add your own books or vote for the ones that are already there. And we'd appreciate it. Yeah. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. Happy reading. Thank you for listening.